Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 137. I need thee every hour, most gracious Lord. No tender voice like thine can peace afford. I need thee, oh, I need thee. Every hour I need thee. Oh, bless me now, my Savior. I come to thee. Hymn number 137. scriptural will be given by Imogene from Australia. The Bible, Job 
I would seek unto God, and unto God would I commit my cause. He disappointeth the devices of the crafty, so that their hands cannot perform their enterprise. He taketh the wise in their own craftiness, and the counsel of the forward is carried headlong. Psalm The Lord reigneth. Let the earth rejoice. Righteousness and judgment are the habitation of his throne. Confounded be all they that serve graven images, that boast themselves of idols. Worship him, all ye gods. Zion heard and was glad, and the daughters of Judah rejoiced because of thy judgments, O Lord. For thou, Lord, art high above all the earth, Thou art exalted far above all gods. Ye that love the Lord, hate evil. He preserveth the souls of his saints. He delivereth them out of the hand of the wicked. Rejoice in the Lord, ye righteous, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. The Lord redeemeth the soul of his servants, and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. Let us now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science Textbook. Our Father, who is art in heaven, our Father, Mother, God, all harmonious, hallowed be thy name, adorable one, thy kingdom come, thy kingdom is come, thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts as we 
And love is reflected in love. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let's now sing hymn number 143. Imposture shrinks from light and dreads the piercing eye, but sacred truths the test invite. They bid us search and try. Hymn number 143. Welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We begin every Sunday morning here at 10 a.m. with our roundtable discussion, which is kind of an adult Sunday school training session in practical Christian science. And we had another really good one this morning. So if you missed it, you can find it on our website, plainfieldcs.com. And we also have it featured on our YouTube channel and our Vimeo channel. 
We have a Sunday school for children that meets at 11 every Sunday morning. And that Sunday school has its own teleconference number. And many of our Sunday school students participate over the telephone. They don't live in the area, but they participate anyway. So if you don't live in the area and you have a child of Sunday school age, please call us. We'll be happy to give you the number and we'll be very happy to welcome your child to our Sunday school. We have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 8.15 where you can hear testimonies of healings and lives literally saved through the study and practice of Christian science. And at all of our services, we have a nursery for infants and toddlers. We have, I believe, 17 websites, many in languages other than English, where we offer the pure Christian science to people around the world, and in many cases, in their own language. And we offer it free of charge. Every one of our websites, you can download, read, listen to without charge. And on our English website, there's an article that I would like to uh, recommend that's featured on the cover page of our English website. Very short, but very important, entitled, There is No Law Against You, by Edward A. Kimball. Excellent article. Uh, we had a really good Bible study a couple of weeks ago, and our next Bible study will be on Saturday morning, December 17. So mark your calendars or check our website. Uh, the questions for the Bible study are on our website, so you can get a head start if you want. And we'll remind you before December 17th. And another plug for our daily desk calendar, which is available for sale, makes a great gift, and um, can be ordered off of our website through the store tab in our website. Or you can send a check to the clerk here at Plainfield Church. Everyone is welcome here. And that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. Now we will have the reading of a testimony from the chapter entitled Fruitage in the Christian Science Textbook, which attests to the healing power obtained by studying the Christian Science Textbook. And that reading will be given this morning by Janet from Georgia. Page 676. A new life gained. Leaving home when a young man, I carried with me a protection against the temptation of a great city, a mother's prayer, and a small Bible. For a time, I read the Bible and prayed, but without understanding. This did not suffice, and evil seemed to gain the victory. I soon omitted to read my Bible forgot to go to God in prayer for guidance and help, 
and look to the world for that which is never it never has and never can give health, peace, and joy. Thus, years later, when Christian Science came into my home, it found me prayerless, churchless, godless, a home discordant, and with no thought or knowledge of spiritual things. Up to this time, my wife had for years been seeking help through the physicians, but without success, and as a last resort had been sent to Christian Science. The help received was so wonderful that I commenced the study of science and health. The first effect, which I realized from the reading of our textbook, was a great love for the Bible and a desire to read it, something which I had not done for years. I went in silent prayer to God that I might see the light and truth which enabled me to become a better man. Ye must be born again. Thus again and as a child was I taught to pray the effectual fervent prayer, which availeth much. In a few weeks, study of science and health together with the Bible and without other help, I was healed of a desire for liquor, of years standing, and of the use of tobacco. Ten years have passed, and these appetites have never returned. I have never used either liquor or tobacco in any form from that time to the present. Surely this scripture is fulfilled in our home. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. How can we estimate the value of a book, the study of which brings such transformation and regeneration? Only as we endeavor to live and strive to practice what it teaches, can we begin to pay our debt to God and to her whom he has sent to make plain to human understanding the life and teaching of Christ Jesus, WHP, Boston, Massachusetts. The lesson sermon for this morning can be found on page 20 of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, Ancient and Modern Necromancy, alias Mesmerism and Hypnotism, denounced. The golden text is from Isaiah. Woe unto them that seek deep to hide their counsel from the Lord, and their works are in the dark, and they say, Who seeth us, and who knoweth us? The responsive reading is from Isaiah. Now go, write it before them in a table, and note it in a book, that it may be for the time to come, forever and ever. That this is a rebellious people, lying children, 
children that will not hear the law of the Lord. Which say to the seers, See not, and to the prophets, Prophesy not unto us right things, Speak unto us smooth things, Prophesy deceits. Get you out of the way. Turn aside out of the path. Cause the Holy One of Israel to cease from before us. Wherefore, thus saith the Holy One of Israel, Because ye despise this word, and trust in oppression and perverseness, and stay thereon. Therefore, this iniquity shall be to you as a breach ready to fall, swelling out in a high wall, whose breaking cometh suddenly at an instant. For thus saith the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest shall ye be saved, in quietness and in confidence shall be your strength. Carol will now read. I will read from the Bible. Proverbs. There is no wisdom, nor understanding, nor counsel against the Lord. 1 Corinthians For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Nehemiah The words of Nehemiah, the son of Hakaliah. And it came to pass in the month Nisan, in the twentieth year of Artaxes the king, that wine was before him. And I took up the wine and gave it unto the king. Now I had not been before him said in his presence. Wherefore the king said unto me, Why is thy countenance sad, seeing thou art not sick? This is nothing else but sorrow of heart. Then I was very sore afraid, and said unto the king, Let the king live forever. Why should not my countenance be sad, when the city, the place of my father's sepulchres, lieth waste, and the gates thereof are consumed with fire? Then the king said unto me, for what the, dost thou request? So I prayed to the God of heaven. And I said unto the king, If it please the king, and if thy servant have found favor in thy sight, that thou wouldest send me unto Judah, unto the city of my father's sepulchres, that I may build it. And the king granted me according to the good hand of my God upon me. 
when Sanballat, the Horonite, and Tobiah, the servant, the Ammonite, heard of it, it grieved them exceedingly that there was come a man to seek the welfare of the children of Israel. So built we the wall, and all the wall was joined together unto the half thereof, for the people had a mind to work. But it came to pass then when Sanballat and Tobiah and the Arabians and the Ammonites and the Ashdodites heard that the walls of Jerusalem were made up and that the breaches began to be stopped, then they were very wroth and conspired all of them together to come and to fight against Jerusalem and to hinder it. Nevertheless, we made our prayer unto our God and set a watch against them day and night because of them. They which builded on the wall and they that bear burdens with those that laid it, every one with one of his hands wrought in the work and with the other hand held a weapon. Now it came to pass when Senbalat and Tobiah and Geshem the Arabian and the rest of our enemies heard that I had builded the wall and that there was no breach left therein, that Sanballat and Geshem sent unto me, saying, Come, let us meet together in some one of the villages in the plain of Ono. But they thought to do me mischief. And I sent messengers unto them, saying, I am doing a great work so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease? whilst I leave it and come down to you. Yet they sent unto me four times after this sort, and I answered them after the same manner. Then sent St. Ballot his servant unto me in like manner the fifth time with an open letter in his hand, wherein was written, It is reported among the heathen, and Gashmu saith it, that thou and the Jews think to rebel, for which cause thou buildest the wall, that thou mayest be their king, according to these words. Come now, therefore, and let us take counsel together. Then I sent unto him, saying, There are no such things done as thou sayest, but thou feignest them out of thine own heart. Afterward, I came unto the house of Shemaiah, the son of Deliah, the son of Mehedabil, who was shut up. And he said, Let us meet together in the house of God within the temple, and let us shut the doors of the temple, for they will come to slay thee. Yea, in the night will they come to slay thee. And I said, Should such a man as I flee, and who is there that, being as I am, would go into the temple to save his life? I will not go in. And lo, I perceived that God had not sent him, but that he pronounced this prophecy against me, 
for Tobiah and Sanballat had hired him. So the wall was finished in the twenty and fifth day of the month Elul, in fifty and two days. And it came to pass that when all our enemies heard thereof, and all the heathen that were about us saw these things, they were much cast down in their own eyes, for they perceived that this work was wrought of our God. First John, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Luke, Blessed are those servants whom the Lord, when he cometh, shall find watching. Verily I say unto you, that he shall gird himself, and make them to sit down to meet, and will come forth and serve them. And if he shall come in the second watch, or come in the third watch, and find them so, blessed are those servants. And this know, that if the good man of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched, and not have suffered his house to be broken through. Be ye therefore ready also, for the Son of Man cometh at an hour when ye think not. Ephesians Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Amanda from Missouri will now read. I will read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. Christian scientists, be a law to yourselves that mental malpractice cannot harm you, either when asleep or when awake. Mesmerism, or animal magnetism, was first brought into notice by Mesmer in Germany in 1775. According to the American Cyclopedia, he regarded this so-called force, which he said could be exerted by one living organism over another, as a means of alleviating disease. His propositions were as follows. There exists a mutual influence between the celestial bodies, the earth, and animated things. Animal bodies are susceptible to the influence of this agent, disseminating itself through the substance of the nerves. In 1784, 
the French government ordered the medical faculty of Paris to investigate Mesmer's theory and to report upon it. Under this order, a commission was appointed, and Benjamin Franklin was one of the commissioners. This commission reported to the government as follows. In regard to the existence and utility of animal magnetism, we have come to the unanimous conclusions that there is no proof of the existence of the animal magnetic fluid, that the violent effects which are observed in the public practice of magnetism are due to manipulations or to the excitement of the imagination and the impressions made upon the senses and that there is one more fact to be recorded in the history of the errors of the human mind and an important experiment upon the power of the imagination. The author's own observations of the workings of animal magnetism convince her that it is not a remedial agent and that its effect upon those who practice it and upon their subjects who do not resist it, lead to moral and to physical death. Animal magnetism has no scientific foundation, for God governs all that is real, harmonious, and eternal, and his power is neither animal nor human. Its basis being a belief and this belief animal, in science, animal magnetism, mesmerism, or hypnotism, is a mere negation, possessing neither intelligence, power, nor reality. And in sense, it is an unreal concept of the so-called mortal mind. As named in Christian science, animal magnetism or hypnotism is the specific term for error or mortal mind. It is the false belief that mind is in matter and is both evil and good, that evil is as real as good and more powerful. This belief has not one quality of truth. It is either ignorant or malicious. The malicious form of hypnotism ultimates in moral idiocy. The truths of immortal mind sustain man, and they annihilate the fables of mortal mind, whose flimsy and gaudy pretensions, like silly moths, singe their own wings and fall into dust. Every Christian scientist Every conscientious teacher of the science of mind healing knows that human will is not Christian science, and he must recognize this in order to defend himself from the influence of human will. Resisting evil, you overcome it and prove its nothingness. Not human platitudes, but divine beatitudes reflect the spiritual light and might which heal the sick. The exercise of will brings on a hypnotic state 
detrimental to the health and integrity of thought. This must therefore be watched and guarded against. Covering iniquity will prevent prosperity and the ultimate triumph of any cause. Ignorance of the error to be eradicated oftentimes subjects you to its abuse. The heavenly law is broken by trespassing upon man's individual right of self-government. We have no authority in Christian science and no moral right to attempt to influence the thoughts of others, except it be to benefit them. In mental practice, you must not forget that erring human opinions, conflicting selfish motives, and ignorant attempts to do good may render you incapable of knowing or judging accurately the need of your fellow men. Therefore, the rule is, heal the sick when called upon for aid, and save the victims of the mental assassins. Ignorance, subtlety, or false charity does not forever conceal error. Evil will, in time, disclose and punish itself. The recuperative action of the system, when mentally sustained by truth, goes on naturally. The mild forms of animal magnetism are disappearing, and its aggressive features are coming to the front. The looms of crime hidden in the dark recesses of mortal thought, are every hour weaving webs more complicated and subtle. So secret are the present methods of animal magnetism that they ensnare the age into indolence and produce the very apathy on the subject which the criminal desires. The following is an extract from the Boston Herald. Mesmerism is a problem not lending itself to an easy explanation and development. It implies the exercise of despotic control and is much more likely to be abused by its possessor than otherwise employed for the individual or society. Mankind must learn that evil is not power. Its so-called despotism is but a phase of nothingness. Christian science despoils the kingdom of evil and preeminently promotes affection and virtue in families and therefore in the community. The prophet of today beholds in the mental horizon the signs of these times, the reappearance of the Christianity which heals the sick and destroys error and no other sign shall be given. Beyond the frail premises of human beliefs, above the loosening grasp of creeds, the demonstration of Christian mind healing stands a revealed and practical science. It is imperious throughout all ages as Christ's revelation of truth, of life, and of love which remains inviolate for every man to understand and to practice. 
the calm, strong currents of true spirituality, the manifestations of which are health, purity, and self-immolation must deepen human experience until the beliefs of material existence are seen to be a bald imposition and sin, disease, and death give everlasting place to the scientific demonstration of divine spirit and to God's spiritual perfect man. We will now have a moment of silent prayer for our world. Let's now sing hymn number 200. O daughter of Zion, awake from thy sadness. Awake, for thy foes shall oppress thee no more. And bright o'er thy hills dawns the day star of gladness. Arise, for the night of thy sorrow is over. Hymn number 200.
Let's now sing hymn number 267. Our God is all in all. His children cannot fear. See baseless evil fall and know that God is here. Hymn number 267. Christian Science textbook, The Scientific Statement of Being, and the corrals of passages from 1 John 3rd chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind and its infinite manifestation, for God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal error. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. 1 John Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And Every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. 
Ephesians. Grace be with all them that love our Lord Jesus Christ in sincerity. Amen.